Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, who's an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And for this podcast, uh, Imogen's actually going to interview me, and the topic is going to be A Brief History of Alexander Technique Directions. So, Imogen, welcome. Thank you. And uh, this sounds very interesting. Um, so, why don't we just start with what are Alexander Technique directions? Well, I would de- define them as, as self instructions that are designed to improve the quality of our posture and how we move as we go through life. Well, that's and nice. keep it very short. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, um, as far as we know, the uh, first directions came from F. Matthias Alexander. Right. And I don't think we know exactly when he came up with them. Um, you mean that we don't know a date, a date. or a, a we, year even? Yeah. We don't know a date, but we do know that certainly by the early 1930s, uh, he he was using um, a, a three-part um, series of directions that would would run along the lines of head forward, um, back to lengthen and widen. Oh, sorry. Sorry, let me start over again. Neck neck, (laughs) Whoops, wrong wrong sequence. Neck free, head to go forward and up, and back to lengthen and widen. Some variation on that. It was actually often three separate sentences. And he, um, that's what he was using, and variations of that are are all still in use. And I do believe some teachers pretty much uh, use those exact directions today. Right. And I think sometimes there was um, a, a fourth one, which is about um, knees forward and away, right? Um, well, you could tag on additional ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knees forward and away, elbows releasing away. It was You, you could add on uh, extra ones. Mm-hmm. The to me the basic a basic problem with those directions is first of all um, it's an awful lot of information for someone to uh, bring to bear on his or her self especially in light of what we know from neuroscience today which is that most of us have somewhere between uh, maybe five or and eight or nine memory slots available in our mm. brain for for new things. That is, we can only, or f- things that we can pay attention to, we can only attend to a finite, finite no, a number of things. And so when you say nine, that sounds like a lot, but I'm thinking a lot of those slots are taken up by... Just getting um, on with life, things that you need to look after. Mm-hmm. And and also, um, some neuroscientists think the number is a bit smaller. I've heard the the number five plus or minus two as as a more realistic number. But whatever the number is, it's relatively small. And to put in those 
put in three new ideas at one time is for most people very very challenging now alexander was asked about that and he said well one after another all at the same time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what that means i really don't know but it's clear from early writings that a lot of students including people on his training course had a lot of trouble with those directions mm-hmm. that it was it was um major frustration for teachers so that but that's what alexander used in the in the in the early 30s i think over time what happened is that and i don't really know this part of the history all that well and i would certainly be interested in hearing from people who do but the word let or the word allow started creeping in. Yeah, that's certainly the way they you know, were first introduced to me, those kind of classic Right, so directions. instead of neck free, let the neck be free, mm-hmm. or allow the neck to be free, and allow your head to go forward and up, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you still had uh, this problem of an awful lot of thoughts, and you had an you had another problem that i don't think was recognized for a long time the when people would talk about let let your neck be free they would teachers would sometimes emphasize the word let so that you the idea being that you weren't going to do anything you were going to allow something to happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for sure saying i'm letting my neck be free is a lot better than neck neck to be free or whatever neck free but um the problem is to me is that it assumes that you know how to let your neck be free and i think that is a faulty assumption i think if most people don't know how to let their neck be free and to give them a self-command that requires them to do something they may not be able to do is is not is not leading to the most effective self-directing so i think that's right, kind of yeah. a, there those two I basic think they were, uh, would you say i'm correct in that they were very much an accompaniment to uh your the teacher's hands Yes. giving you an experience and I, um, yes and rather I, than being purely on your own i don't so. think i don't know whether they were de- designed to be used on your own outside of lessons or not but yeah typically you would you, the teacher would have their hands on you and he might be he or she might be uttering that those phrases and you were to kind of go along with them mm-hmm again that's a long time ago and i i i wasn't there but i um that's that's my sense now when i when i first encountered the alexander technique in the mid 70s i had a teacher who never used directions uh for for various reasons i remember asking him about them once and he said oh that's for when you're very advanced so when i <laughs> 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 yeah. So, but when I got to England, there in uh, 78 basically started training, I noticed that 
those the directions were used but they were not i never heard anyone use that sequence at least not in the carrington tradition maybe in the mcdonald tradition they did i'm not sure but it seemed like uh, the word let or allow had come into play a fair amount mm-hmm. but one thing that um i remember very clearly was asking different teachers what exactly they meant Mm. and getting very different answers. And at one point, I had five different versions of what forward and up meant. I can't remember what they are now, but they were... Oh, you should have written them down. I should have written them down, I know. But I remember thinking the whole thing was a bit fuzzy. Mm. Uh, It didn't seem like... I certainly didn't go around thinking those directions outside of class, I don't believe. Um... So, yeah, I don't think I did. I don't know that we were encouraged to. Well, that's yeah. strange because the book seems to suggest thinking for yourself. Well, indeed, but <laughs> I am just reporting on, on my own my own experience. Now, the, the next set of directions I came upon for me was in the late, uh, well, early 80s when I... Uh, encountered Marjorie Barstow. Uh-huh. Now, Marge um, did not use those directions at all. She didn't say there was anything wrong with them, but she just said she preferred to use ones of her devising. And they tended to be along the line of of move your head delicately away from your torso. And perhaps she might add, in such a way that your torso can easily follow that sort of thing. So she was, she had made a fairly big break in a way with with what was going on in England, in that she actually would ask you to do something, although she would qualify it by do it very delicately uh-huh. and she would emphasize you would get that quality from her hands as well and I think that she, she I think both she and the more traditional approach was approaching the, this intersection between thought and action that there first of all there really is no such thing as a thought without a, some muscle activity Mm -hmm. and the the original directions kind of came at it from just think just think the thought and that will take care of it that was certainly alexander even says that somewhere just you don't need to do anything just put the thought out there but of course you are doing something when you think a thought it's just extremely subtle and uh whereas marge came at it from the movement end, but very a very delicate movement. Interesting. So I personally found her uh, directions very liberating, and actually, I remember um, going for a long walk one evening in, in Lincoln in the probably eighty or eighty one, and experimenting with that, and suddenly for the first time, actually, kind of getting what forward and up was really about <laughs> in an interesting way and actually getting that I could influence the way I moved by my thinking. I don't think I'd ever actually encountered that 
experienced before. But that's, that's just a, a personal. That's so interesting. How? So were you still training then, or in England? I was in or the was middle. That... Yeah, I was about halfway through the training course. Because I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, you know, you've made me think back to my first lessons, which were, um, when would they been? The early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was definitely, in, I, she didn't use, my teacher did not use the classic directions, although there were hints of them within mm -hmm. what she said to me, you know, she'd talk about backs widening and things, but, right. um, but it, it, it was definitely a thoughts that I could have mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. away from her, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, to help myself. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't. I... To me, it's uh, my impression in England at that time was that the directions were everyone would talk about them, but there was a lot of there was a lot of unclarity about exactly what they meant. At least that's the impression I got. And um, so anyway, I, I fell under Marge's sway and, and mm -hmm. used her directions quite happily for a while. The I the next major um, development that I'm aware of occurred somewhere around 2007 with Missy Vineyard's book in her introductory book to the Alexander Technique, in which she introduced uh, what are often now called negative directions, or sometimes they're called inhibitory directions. And they would be directions of the sort, uh, uh, I'm not tensing my neck, or... Um, I'm not. Not... Uh, <laughs> what am I not, not I'm not. I'm not <laughs> well, one I used a lot was, uh, I'm not compressing myself. Yeah, and I like things like when I'm walking, thinking I'm not walking. Well, that's the um, other type of it. Yeah, there was one yeah. type that just... Uh, was it very clear what you didn't want and then there was another type that was like getting yourself out of your habitual way of doing a certain thing by thinking right, you know, right. yeah and so as you say like while I'm taking a walk I would say I'm not walking and my take on that and and would immediately produce a useful yeah. effect and my and my my impression of that was that uh, my understanding of it is that you're really saying I'm not wa I'm not quote walking unquote. That is, I'm not walking in the way I think of as walking. I'm not walking in my habitual way. Yeah, in my habitual I'm, way. Oh, I'm not controlling how I walk. I'm, I'm giving it up to something else to, to find a, find a better way. Um, I'm not do I I'm moving and it sure looks like walking, but I'm saying to myself <laughs> I'm not walking body mind figure out a better way yeah. and um it's ex negative both version both of those kinds of negative directions were just a huge huge improvement in my mind anyway mm -hmm. over what came earlier because yeah. they did not make assumptions about what you what you were able to do right they right. only assumed that you knew, knew what the word no meant Really. Right. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, you know, you've kind of leapt from um, Marjorie Barstow to Missy Vineyard. I, I do think probably most teachers, maybe not all teachers, but a lot of teachers do have their own ways of teaching 
people oh, absolutely. direct. You know, so there's all sorts of little variations and quirks or whatever you know um but these are i guess you're talking about things that be kind of come prominent and taken on by other people and as far as i know i mean there may be subsets of the alexander world that i'm not aware of where there are other directions Mm -hmm. that have been used i I i just don't know i'm kind of going on what i'm i'm familiar with or what i've i've read about but yeah, absolutely. Teachers have come up with their own expressions, and also there are things that maybe aren't exactly directions, but um, I know various kinds of imagery some teachers have used. Like um, back in the day, and maybe even today, some teachers may use a string pulling your head up. I think most teachers don't like that <laughs> anymore. No, I hope I hope not, because it's not. I don't think it's a very Marge Barstow used to go crazy when people would talk about that. She'd say, "Well, there is no balloon above your head pulling it up, so why, why, why create that image?" But um, it's not. A, I I don't think those are exactly directions, but they sort of function a bit like directions. Well, so I guess they're thoughts we can have that could influence how we function. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, I, they're a little different. Yeah. So to me, uh, neg- negative directions, which I think have become quite popular, mm-hmm. um, were just a gigantic improvement over what came earlier. The the only downside uh, negative. <laughs> was the word negative, which mm-hmm. um, well, some I, people, yeah. some some students, and maybe even some teachers had an inherent difficulty with and you could explain to some people that it's negative it's a negative grammatical statement but it doesn't mean it's negative Mm -hmm. and they still would be not happy about it and so you had to waste you had i found i with some students i had to spend a lot of a lot of time on that yeah Yeah, and i I, to me it seemed like that well, when when the the next um, development came along, uh, which was roughly uh, two or three years ago, I guess, um, and this is thanks to Jennifer Roig Franculi in Cincinnati, who came up with freedom directions. Right. So, in terms of the, the neck part, my neck is free. It's an actual just a statement. It's not a it's not a um a call to action in terms of your conscious brain. It just says that's what I want. You guys, meaning lower level systems, figure out how to do the best you can to make it happen. Yeah, so I think I, I like both negative directions and freedom directions very much and what they have in common is they put it they put it into the present. So there's no yeah. Yes. It gets it I mean, I'm not saying it solves it completely because we're all human, but mm-hmm. it seems to at least minimize the kind of amount of trying to do them that um, we can get into. Yeah, and they they are can, both very much in in the moment and very much um, I I am or I am not in the case of negative directions. 
putting the agent, the sort of mental agency on your brain. You're saying that your brain is saying what it wants Mm -hmm. and it's leaving the messy details to, to lower level systems is how Mm -hmm. I look at it. Mm -hmm. And um, freedom directions have a, a, well, two, at least two major advantages, I think. One is that they're shorter, which is always good. When you're, you know, my neck is free is a shorter statement than I'm not tensing my neck. Mm -hmm. And that's an advantage. And you don't run into this problem of the word negative, which puts Mm -hmm. some people off. And even more, an awful lot of my students just love the idea of freedom direction. Yeah, I found that with not all, but most, like you say, the, the just it, it's very appealing. I am free to do whatever, or this is free, or that is free. It's um, you, you don't have to get over that. Like I am not doing something that, and, mm-hmm. even, and I guess there is um. There is some thought to do with language in the brain when even if you're saying I am not tensing my neck, which I must admit was never, I I, I did like and I still do use actual negative directions sometimes, but I never particularly cared for that one Mm -hmm. because I had to actually still think about tensing my neck, which I don't like doing. Right, yeah. Um, You know, um, and of course, the freedom directions is none of that. Um, no, they just to me they just cut through a lot of issues. And yeah. um, and another nice thing about freedom directions, and it's true to a certain extent in neg- negative directions, people tend to um, students tend to figure out interesting ways to apply them that aren't really, strictly speaking, Alexander uh, technique or not usually what's considered mm-hmm. the province of, of Alexander teaching. Yeah, you can apply it in all sorts of interesting ways. Oh, my gosh. You? People have come up with just astonishing stuff, you know. But I guess uh, you can with negative directions, too. Oh, actually. yes. That's where I first encountered it. Mm-hmm. With, with students would come in and say, well, I just decided to apply this to a, a problem I had at work with, with my supervisor or uh, a problem with my husband or wife or whatever. I, would, I, I just formulated a negative direction and later on freedom direction to, to address that. And more often than not, they, they would find that it actually worked. Mm-hmm. You know, it actually brought about the change they they were hoping for. So, to my mind, freedom directions are um, the best we have at the moment. I don't know. I I can well imagine maybe something else would come come along, but I have no idea what it would be. Yeah, I have to say they are what I use most, but there are times that I still really go to the negative directions for some specific things as being particularly helpful or for a certain person being more helpful. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I guess, also want to say is how we direct or take in things, I think, is very personal and um you know, we all have our different little associations with words and language, and I, I, I do think the freedom directions tend to be more 
generally appealing but not always so it's good mm -hmm. to have alternatives right and, yeah and i just i don't know if this is relevant to this discussion but i've kind of been and i don't really have an exact answer but i've been exploring a little bit when i'm walking with both freedom directions which would be some maybe i'm free to walk would mm -hmm. be a, a nice way of thinking it mm -hmm. but and the di negative direction i'm not walking and they both seem to have a positive and helpful um result if you like mm -hmm. um but i don't know i don't think it's exactly the same no i think there is there so are i'm, I'm yeah. kind of curious about that <laughs> um and I, I don't have an answer uh, you know so uh, maybe there's just different times but it the different one is more helpful the one is one one is more inhibitory than the other maybe i don't know or perhaps inhibitory in a slightly different way in a different way yeah, yeah. yeah. i i make a point with my students I, I i start them with freedom directions and i usually I'm, i make sure they have a couple of them to work with after their first lesson almost always but at some point, I I go through a little bit the the development of directions, certainly starting with negative directions, and I I I get them to experiment with negative directions so that they have that available, and um, particularly the negative directions of the kind you just alluded yeah, to. I'm yeah, yeah, not They're the kind I'm mo most. Yeah, to. I'm but not doing. Like, yeah, I do still like the I'm not. Um, compressing myself is is quite a nice one too. Well, but back in back when I was living in a negative direction world, <laughs> that was the one people liked the most. Yeah. Um, they just went for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not compressing myself because that kind of gets out of the specifics of what you might mm -hmm. be compressing or tensing, or which somehow right. seemed more helpful to me. But, right? Um, yeah. No, that I think that's a wonderful direction. I'm not yeah. compressing myself, yeah. but I think I'm free um, mm -hmm. covers it as well. So. Yeah, you're right. Um, so different personality. I think most of my students prefer the I am free. Mm -hmm. Or, but um, I had one in particular, a doctor who um, was very, I guess, anatomical about things, and mm -hmm. it just—I think it just seemed too airy fairy. This I'm free nonsense, you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. I'm not compressing myself. He could really understand and his body could understand it when he thought it <laughs> so. yeah there definitely are people who if you when you first introduce freedom directions could could react that oh this is some kind of new age nonsense mm -hmm. and i i'm ready for that <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. <laughs> but and i used to worry a lot more about that but i find that most people Oh, he's the only one, really, I've had that's really not. Yeah, most people are fine with them. They just, you know, if they work, and I and and I I make sure when I'm introducing directions to students, I make sure they know how to test it. I, I give them the exact kind of experimental process for for verifying that it's useful. So, um, you know, if it works, it works, and people generally are are okay with that. Mm -hmm. So that that's where I think that's where we are now. We're talking in uh, May of 2015, and who knows? In two or three years, someone might come up with um, 
an improvement over freedom yeah, directions. No, I think it's exciting, and I love being able to kind of empower my students with these ways of directing that they can really use on their own very successfully. Because I before certainly before negative directions came along, and even more in, to a certain extent before freedom directions, I never had students kind of spontaneously say how empowered they felt mm. by using directions. Mm, interesting. Uh, that that's a new development in my own teaching experience. Mm-hmm. So that's about all I've got on the topic. Do you have well, anything would... else you want to want to add to it? Yeah, no, I think that's great. Very interesting. Thanks, Robert. Well, and and if anyone listening to this uh has some uh, information that I haven't covered, uh, please let me know. I think at some point I might do a, a little blog on this and I'll put this interview on the blog and if if there's some things I missed, I'll I'll make a point of including them in the uh, in the blog post great so um so um my my guest and interviewer <laughs> today has been uh imogen ragone an alexander technique teacher in uh, and website designer in wilmington delaware thanks so much for doing this imogen oh you're welcome very interesting thank you